NASCAR season is here, and everyone on the Toyota racing team is doing their part to perform at the highest level. From driver Ty Gibbs to amateur musician Russell Viper, who's working on the perfect pre-race pump-up track for the team. Start those Camrys up! Yeah! To accomplish greater things this year, everyone plays a part. Be part of the action at toyota.com slash racing. Toyota, let's go places. NASCAR is a registered trademark of National Association for Stock Car Auto Racing, Inc. This NASCAR season, every member of the Toyota racing team is doing their part to take the trophy home. Like sixth grader Melissa Kowalski, who changes true to true X on every true false quiz she takes. All my teachers are Martin Truex Jr. fans now. Keep up the great work, Melissa. To accomplish greater things this year, everyone plays a part. Be part of the action at toyota.com slash racing. Toyota, let's go places. NASCAR is a registered trademark of National Association for Stock Car Auto Racing, Inc. Live from the Music City, Winged Nation, presented by Red Brand Fence from the World of Outlaws Music City Nationals at Fairground Speedway, Nashville. Now, the only female to win a World of Outlaws A Main feature, Aaron Evernham, and NASCAR Hall of Fame member, Ray Evernham. Hello, everybody. If you're just coming into the fairgrounds, come on and join us. We're at the very beginning of the Midway. We have an awesome show lined up, an hour of special guests, drivers. Uh, I'm Aaron Evernham, like we said, my co-host, only one I could find, my husband, Ray Evernham. I get to live in the house for another day if I did to do this show. If you behave. If, if I you behave. behave. So on stage, we already have a, a bunch of special guests. Uh, Sheldon Hongil, driver of the Stenhouse Junior Marshall car, and CB, CJB driver, Shane Stewart in the number five. How are you guys doing? Good. Good? Very good. All right. So uh, I'll start with you, Sheldon. What were your first thoughts when you walked out there and saw the track? Oh, we got a little mic issue. All right, Shane, if, you, if you're listening, what <laughs> give me your first thoughts. Actually, uh, the first time I saw it was I walked out uh, on top of the grandstands, and uh, I didn't think it looked bad. Um, yeah. Get down to the pit area and actually on the track surface, it's it's a little narrow. It's a little, it's going to be a little tight, but, you know, uh, the good thing about the Board of Outlaws uh, as a group, uh, when we go to a new venue, uh, you never know what to expect. Uh, and being the best at what they do, um, guarantee it's gonna, we're going to be able to put on a good show no matter what the track service is, how the track's shaped. Um, we all tend to uh, try to find two grooves, and, and uh, we, we're generally pretty good at that, so I'm excited. Now, is that something you, know, you guys really run together every week? Because not, not often. I mean, I guess when you go to Pennsylvania and places like that, guys jump in. But, you know, kind of that mutual respect, like, hey, we're going to a place for the first time. We don't know what to expect. And, and maybe give each other a little bit more room. Is that really pay oh. running with the same guys <laughs> i don't know about that <laughs> i don't know about giving each other more room but i think uh as a group uh we are you know we we all know that we do this for a living um you know we always have some some outsiders from time to time come in and, and rough us up a, a little bit from time to time but as a group I've, I've always said you rarely see two outlaw guys crash together uh they might be involved in a crash but very rarely does it happen between the two of um the two parties so um, but yeah, I mean, I think the respect level is always there, and um, we we try to we try at least me personally, you know, slide jobs and and things like that. We we get close and we might bang wheels, but very rarely do we take each other out. Yeah, I'd have to agree. 
Sheldon, what is it like to come to an event like this where uh, no one's ever seen the facility or, or the racetrack before and no one has any notes, um, no one has any experience here? What is that like for you, especially a younger driver on the tour? <laughs> Man, he's we're, we're having a tough time with got Sheldon. Got him, All right, we got, got another mic coming. down with that headset there, buddy. <laughs> you need a mechanic come over there and fix that? <laughs> Are you the crew chief on this project? Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, tough crowd. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, Shane, we'll, we'll stick with you for, for a moment while we try to get okay. Sheldon hooked up here. Uh, talk about your season so far. You guys, a, a new team for you this year, and <laughs> you, you guys started out pretty darn strong. Yeah, we did, and, and uh, then our wheels fell off uh, for a minute and, and not really sure why. That's been our struggle is – is qualifications you know we're every night we're splitting hairs uh, between the, the uh, you know the, the 30 of us or, or however many cars are in the field if you're off a tenth a tenth and a half that's sometimes 15 spots in qualifying and and um, it's just been insane I, I as many years as I've been doing this I don't ever remember it being this competitive but when you're off a little bit qualifying it puts you in the second and third row of your heat race and uh, that dictates your whole night. And that's just one thing we've been struggling with this year. And I don't know why. Um, we've been trying to work hard at, at trying to find that reason. And, and I think we're, we're getting closer. And uh, we switched engine uh, builders. We went from uh, a Kistler engine to a gray engine. And with that, uh, we've been trying to find the, the sweet spot in those engines, which uh, have, have uh, thrown us for a loop uh, a couple nights. But we're working hard. Well, I think we got Sheldon back, so uh, we'll, we'll go back to the original question, talking about being a young driver out here, coming to a facility that no one has any notes on, no one's ever raced here, it's, it's brand new. Is that to your advantage? Um, I'm not sure. I don't think it's <laughs> to anybody's advantage, which uh, I think is why it's going to be such a good race and um, definitely makes it interesting for sure. Uh, just kind of being in the pits here for the last few hours, you just see all the crew guys up there and drivers looking at the track and you know, nobody really knows what to expect or, or what. So uh, I think once the first couple hot lap sessions go and we kind of see what we got to work with, um, you know, and also with our, with our format and the guys that we race with, you figure out who figures it out really quickly. And, you know, most of our 13 full-time outlaws uh, figure it out real fast everywhere we go. So, um, you know, it's great, great to be able to race with them guys and, and do it at a new venue. Yeah, the question I wanted to ask, this really for both you guys, but, you know, you, everybody talks about NASCAR and, and the, what's going on on Sunday and, you know, with, with all the, the guys that are running, you know, the, the Kyle Bushes and Kevin Harvicks and things like that. But you're the guys that they watch on Saturday night. I mean, are, are you really aware of that? Because I'll have somebody say, hey, you know, how's this kid or how's that kid do? Do you get a lot of comments from those guys when they bump into you that they've, they've watched you? Yeah, definitely a little bit, especially uh, getting to know Ricky a little bit more and, and obviously Larson and, and Casey and having those guys racing on Sundays, uh, you know, kind of all get together and, and watch the sprint car races is pretty cool to think about. You know, we don't really think about it all that often, but uh, I went to uh, Millbridge and saw Denny Hamlin up there watching Larson race go-karts, so I thought that was pretty cool. And uh, just seeing the people that, that – keep tabs on outlaw racing now is pretty awesome and what, what about you shane Did, you know uh, again you, you know you've been doing it a long time a lot of people know your name and those guys are racers and they watch religiously on saturdays yeah that is cool you know i was uh, fortunate to uh have one of jeff gordon's uh, foundation sponsor our car for a few years and 
um, became you know friends with with Jeff and and uh, yeah, he's the he's the guy that drove the twenty four. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Rainbow Warriors. Yeah, or something. yeah, yeah. He was he was okay. I he heard. was yeah. all right. Yeah, he was all right. Uh, won a few races. Yeah. Um, but anyway, yeah. So I get the occasional text from him, which is pretty cool. And um, yeah, I, of course, when we uh, have time to go watch uh, a NASCAR race, um, you know, those guys will. will you know, say good job or, or, you know, how's it going? And, and that means a lot, really. I mean, you, like you said, you just, like Sheldon said, you kind of forget about those guys having time to watch us because we watch them, uh, not really realizing that um, they might be watching us on Dirt Vision. And I honestly think that that's one of the really cool things about having Dirt Vision and having them at every race now uh, is that those guys and sponsors and car owners that, you know, my car owner especially has worked, you know, he works really hard at, at his day job can't sneak away so he can watch us on dirt vision and, and keep tabs on us that way so it's pretty cool yeah we certainly uh, take advantage of dirt vision too that's often our, our date nights <laughs> sheldon uh shane hit on it a little bit the competition level just continues to get I incredible with the world of outlaws but with that and i think what the exposure um everything in the world of outlaws seems to be on the upward trend the, the crowds the attendance how cool is it to come to a city like Nashville? We're literally like a mile down the road from, from the city, but just to, to be here in a big market like this, that's that's new. Yeah, it's huge. Uh, definitely cool to be here in Nashville and, and just kind of see some new race fans, hopefully, hopefully and, and hopefully we can put on a good show, and I think we will. And um, You know, I think like with Dirt Vision, I think it's just making our sport that much better, and, and I'm in a pretty cool spot with NOS, and and them sponsoring the series and our car has been a really big year for us. So, um, you know, we just try and do them proud. And, and like Shane said, our competition level right now is so close that, uh, you know, me and Shane, I feel like we're kind of in the same boat right now that, you know, on paper we're a little off. But uh, if you look at it, we're not that far off. Like we still got speed. We just got to be that much better to, to be winning races. So. Shane, take me through when when you guys come here at new track. Like, what are the first things that you'll do? Because you're going to get three or four laps of warm ups, <laughs> and that's it. <laughs> and you talked about how important qualifying is, and that that's it. Like, right. here's your three hot laps, man. Yeah, I had a I had a buddy text me just uh, we we're uh, we we're just dropping off the t-shirt trailer yesterday, and he goes, "Hey, you guys are practicing today, right?" And I'm like, "No, we don't get practice. <laughs> we get three or four laps, and that's we got to figure it out." And honestly, that's whereas drivers really rely on our, our crew. Um, you know, one of the biggest issues that we, we all, the, the guys uh, as a group talk about is gearing. You know, we're all think, you know, we try to Google Maps uh, certain tracks that we think this might look like and, and overlay them and say, okay, we run this gear here, let's try this gear. And, and honestly, gearing uh, could make or break your night when it comes down to qualifying. So that's one, one of the important ingredients um, that we're going to be um, relying on our crew pretty heavily on, and and um, hopefully they they guess right, because because we got three or four laps to uh, to figure it out before it comes down to really counting. So, but you know the gearing, uh, you know torsion bars and setups and shocks like that, they're all pretty similar from racetrack to racetrack. Um, you, you know you're going to make a few changes um, from time to time, but. A, a normal base setup is probably something that we'd race at Hopstad or, or another little track, Placerville, and um, we just kind of go from there. But I, I'd say the gearing is probably the, the number one thing that we're going to be guessing on the yeah. most. Sheldon, when you talk about the, the, the competition level, you have a few years under your belt, but you're still a young driver. 
how do you how do you stay mentally on your game? This is a rough crowd to race with every night. Yeah, definitely. I think, um, and I've said it before, the mental game of this sport is huge. And, um, you know, I think you can see Donnie's mental game is just really good. And you can see it has a lot of confidence, obviously, everywhere he goes. And, um, you know, I feel like with having my dad has been a huge help to me. And, and sometimes I see, you know, kids even younger than me racing. And, and uh, I think that's a big part of it is just having someone to talk to and, and just keep your mind right and have confidence everywhere you go. And uh, even this year has been, uh, you know, challenging for me. And, um, you know, just having my dad, though, to talk to every week has been huge for me. And, you know, he's always so positive. And I think that is just half the game, just staying positive and, and keeping all your guys positive, too. You know, uh, it's hard for them. And you want to run good for your team and your owners and your sponsors. So um, at the end of the day, I think as long as you're having fun and, and working together and trying to make improvements, um, you know, just try and stay positive is huge. Now, you and your dad are often running different tracks, different nights, or, or same night. How often do you talk to him when you aren't in the same location? Are you, you calling him after the races, before the races, during the races? It's two to three times a day. I think I've talked to him twice today already. <laughs> so, uh, you know, he's racing Mansfield tonight, and we're racing here. So uh, we just kind of bounce things off of each other, see what, see what we each got going on, and and uh, just keeping each other updated and you know he, he helps me stay positive and I try and help him too as much as I can so um, you know that's been really cool awesome well Shane Sheldon thank you guys so much for coming out you guys have always been uh, great supporters of our show we appreciate it yep. good luck uh, thank can't you. wait to see yeah. what thank you first time on the appreciate track you guys oh, thanks man appreciate it, man thanks. all right we're gonna take a quick break when we come back we have David Gravel and Brad Sweet joining us next Red Brand Fence, the most durable, dependable, and safest fence in the world. Top horse farms use Red Brand Fence to safeguard their equine investments. Cattlemen install it to ensure their cattle are safe. Racetracks around the world use it to protect spectators, fans, and crews. For over a century, Red Brand's quality has been used internationally for countless uses. Red Brand Fence, the most trusted name in fence. Explore our products at redbrand.com. Red Brand Fence, safe, durable, dependable, and long-lasting. Whether it's keeping horses, cattle, and livestock in or stopping predators, Red Brand is the best fence money can buy. Each inch of the woven wire is inspected for top quality before it's crowned with the trademark Red Top Wire. Red Brand Fence, the most trusted name in agriculture, residential, and commercial fence for over a century. For more information, go to redbrand.com. Red Brand Fence, the most durable, dependable, and safest fence in the world. Top horse farms use Red Brand Fence to safeguard their equine investments. Cattlemen install it to ensure their cattle are safe. Racetracks around the world use it to protect spectators, fans, and crews. For over a century, Red Brand's quality has been used internationally for countless uses. Red Brand Fence, the most trusted name in fence. Explore our products at redbrand.com. Back to the World of Outlaws Music City Nationals at Fairground Speedway, Nashville. Wings Nation, presented by Red Brand Fence. Here are Ray and Aaron Evernham. Welcome back, everyone. Joining us now up on, on our stage under our tent. And again, if you're here at the fairgrounds, come check us out. We've got drivers live up on the stage. We have David Gravel, driver of the Jason Johnson Racing, number 41. Brad Sweet, driver of the Casey Kane Racing, number 49. How are you guys doing? Doing good? Yeah, good. And thanks for having us on. 
Absolutely. Now, David, we had a chance to talk to you last night at uh, Big Machine Vodka Distillery and Store. Did you have a good night? Was it a, was it a late night for you? No, it was early. I <laughs> behaved, but those uh, lemonade slushies were really good. I just had one the whole night and uh, had some fun uh, hanging out later with friends and family, and uh, it was a good time. Awesome. And oh, Brad, something, you know, uh, Sheldon uh, was just up here and was talking about the mental game, and, and you know, we used to hang out. Uh, a lot. I'm not, a lot of people don't know, but I mean, I was actually your backup for, for a while, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but, you know, because we're the same size, right? Yeah. Um, but I really started to think. I talked to uh, Billy Pouch, who's a good friend of mine, and he said that driving that 410 sprint car is the most intense thing that he's ever done. That he would be physically wiped out. I and mean, how hard do you guys work to stay in shape to to stay on top of a car like that? Yeah, I mean, for me personally, I've always thought that. Um, you know, being maybe smaller or whatever, uh, I've had to work maybe a little extra hard, but, um, you know, there's something like Kyle Larson always seems like he hops out and like, it's no big deal. So, uh, I think it's different for every guy, but I think that 410 sprint cars are definitely, um, very physical. There's a lot of mental, um, you know, games and challenges that, that go along with certain racetracks. Um, I feel like the harder I work outside of the car, it just makes me that much better, uh, when I get in the car. Um, you know, I think, Knoxville last year I worked really hard and and kind of felt much better in the race and was able to to kind of you know do better mentally and make better decisions just because I wasn't worn out so it's uh I think it's a a little bit goes a long way for sure absolutely David this is the the first time the world of outlaws have come to the fairgrounds and put dirt down when you go to a facility that you've never raced at before what are the first things you do when you get here do you out walk the track what are the first things that you do to try to familiarize yourself yeah you're going to check out the track but the biggest thing is a uh, starting point uh what you could compare it to uh you know what gear you can run what bar combination so uh just trying to find out the characteristics of the track see where the banking falls off or where there is banking and and all those things so it's one of those things uh you got to kind of wait to get on the track too hopefully the crew chief uh, does a good job checking out the track and <laughs> talk it over and, and hopefully unloads close because if not uh you know it's probably gonna be a long night but everybody's in the same boat tonight and see who guesses the best now, David as the track changes you, you know obviously the, the grip level changes too and these these cars are a thousand horsepower or darn close to it at 1400 pounds and when the tracks heavy and wet you can use that you know uh, Shane and those guys were talking about how uh, important qualifying was or is like but as the track wears out do, do you detune the motor throughout the night to, to take horsepower away from it? Yeah, every night. I'm saying mm -hmm. nine times out of ten you're detuning in, in some regard. Uh, a lot of people have different ways of doing it. You could rich in the fuel system, uh, do reducer stacks. You could change the headers, go to some shorter headers, change the, the nozzles. Uh, you could lose a little power there too. So there's a lot of ways to do it. Um, everybody kind of has their own way, and uh, it's just all preference. But nine times out of ten we're detuning. So traction control on a sprint car is basically <laughs> your right foot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think like uh, Lance Deweese, could he go nearly wide open in the slick and uh, that thing's detuned and uh, driving forward. Awesome. Brad, you won the biggest race of them all last year, the Knoxville Nationals. Uh, I don't know if I had a chance to talk to you much since then, but how has your life changed? Like it has to. If you win that race, <laughs> life has to be a little bit better every day. Yeah, I mean, definitely. I think, um, you know, I feel a sense of accomplishment all the time. It, it always makes me smile. You know, it was just, you know, feel like it's something that you said uh, say you, you want to do from day one in a sprint car. So, uh, but it also makes you hungrier. Um, 
you know, I think a lot, I think more people, you know, maybe recognize your, you know, at the, at the sprint car races, we might sell a little more t-shirts and stuff. So it just seems like, you know, uh, sprint car fans, you know, really flock to uh, the guys that win. So I did, and Donnie's been the guy to, to beat forever. So, um, it's nice to kind of, to be up in that group now and, um, you know, but it just makes you hungrier. Um, you know, you don't want to just be a, a one hit wonder, so to speak. So, you know, we'd like to contend for a championship and, and keep, you know, contending for all the, the big race wins for sure. And you spent some time up in the NASCAR, you know, running some of the Xfinity series and, and uh, trucks and things like that. Were there things that you learned there that helped you with the sprint? Um, I, I think it was really challenging um, for me to try to, to figure some of those cars out. So some of the things, um, you know, the longer races, uh, definitely there was things I learned for sure. Um, but it's just such diff different disciplines. Um, you know, I think when you're able to adapt to all the different cars and keep moving around, it just, it makes you better. Um, you're just always challenging yourself. And then, uh, you know, been the last few years, just been able to really hone my skills in the sprint car. And I think really, if you want to be really, really successful um, in sprint car racing, I think that's really how you have to do it. Um, but I'm glad I've had all the opportunities that I've had. David, along those same lines, you've hinted to us on air before and off air that you have an interest in trying some pavement racing. Is is that something still you're looking at? Uh, yeah, you know, I, Brad, I'm sure a uh, uh, younger time, he wanted to try the NASCAR deal, and he did, and it didn't work out. But he, uh, he saw a sprint car racing to, to fall on. So uh, hopefully one day I get that chance. Uh, if it doesn't come, it doesn't come. But uh, I'm going to see what happens in the future. And uh, like I said, sprint car racing is always here. And uh, it's awesome. Just uh, 90 races a year for uh, Steve, Steve Kinzer and Donnie Schatz, bless their hearts. Uh, I don't know how they did it for so long, but there's a lot of other things in life that I would like to experience and do. And, uh, you know, those are one, that's one of them. So we'll see what happens. So the opportunity to run for a World of Outlaws championship, though, because, you know, you, when you look at the record book, and you mentioned two of the guys, Steve Kinzer and Donnie Schatz, you know, besides them, there aren't a lot of guys that have won that World Outlaws Championship. I mean, is that a pretty coveted prize in, in sprint car racing? Yeah, for sure. I think uh, part of their deal is uh, they've been with the same team and same people for so long, and uh, it shows with Brad how good he's run the last couple of years. He's been with Casey for a long time and ha had uh, you know a lot of the same stuff. So um, I, I think it just helps out for Donnie to have the same crew chief and combinations for, for so long just to fine-tune everything. and. And for me, I, the last five years, I've been on three different teams. And uh, just one of those things, it's hard to compete night in and night out and uh, hard to compete uh, in the beginning of the year, just uh, gelling with everybody. Brad, talk about your year so far. You, you, you won Knoxville. You had a great end of the season. You've been strong all year. You're second in points. Uh, you, you mentioned you're focusing uh, on sprint car racing, and now it's what you're, you're doing. But what is it that's making you? Is it, is it the experience? Is it time on the road? What is it that seems to have you on a, on a curve on the, in the right direction? Yeah, I think, I think there's definitely uh, people underestimate, especially to be com competitive night in and night out at all the different racetracks, uh, you know, how grueling the, the World of Outlaw Tour is. You know, experience comes into play. You know, it's just it's so different. When I was running 30 or 40 races, uh, I would show up so much fresher and excited to be at the racetrack and – you know, we didn't have to worry about points, so you take risks and things that, that guys can. So uh, it's just a whole different world when you get on the road and you start seeing racetracks um, that you hadn't been to uh, night in and night out. And it's really easy to get on uh, different swings. Your car can get off, and you, know, you might have 10 races in 14 days or something. And, and, you know, sometimes you just don't hit on it, and you, and you don't get kind of going. And uh, you can be 100, 200 points back on a guy like Donnie Schatz just like that. So I think it's managing – uh, the ups and downs, uh, better. It's being very open-minded, 
also just getting a feel for the different racetracks that I didn't have uh, a feel for, you know, when I first started. So it seems like everything's just a little easier now. It's slowed down a little bit. I kind of know when to take the risk, when not to take the risk. And, uh, you know, it seems like, you know, when bad nights are fifths or sixth, then the, the points start to stack up for you. And, and I think we're starting to get to that point. Uh, we'd still like to be stronger. We're still not, you know, I don't feel like we're quite where Donnie is yet. But, um, you know, David's been running great, too, with his new team. So uh, I feel like this year uh, the top six or seven guys is stronger uh, than it's ever been since I've been on the Outlaw Tour, just the way it all played out and everybody kind of ended up in a different spot. But it seems like everyone's gelling better with the teams that they're they're at right now, and there's there's a lot of good good teams. So it's, it's definitely difficult, but, um, you know, we're, we're going to definitely give it our best. Well, I'm just sitting here thinking, you know, while listening to him talk, when I'm thinking about that racetrack, and I'm thinking to myself, wonder who's going, are they going through the tire trailer tonight to get the biggest right rear and the smallest left <laughs> rear? So, because is everybody looking for the big stagger tonight? I, I mean, you'd, you'd like to think that with how, <laughs> how tight the corners are, but you just, you honestly just don't know. I mean, uh, the eye test, you can do the eye test like David said, and then, yeah, then you got to go out there. And, and that's one thing about sprint car racing is the driver feedback and what the driver's feeling, uh, you know, you got to relate it as quick as you can back to the crew chief so that you can make the, the changes so you can get, you know, hopefully from hot laps to time trials, you make a gain, and then time trials to the heat race, you make a gain, and then hopefully you uh, you can get in that dash, that ever-important dash. And, you know, more track time, the better you're going to be able to get the car and, and the better shot you're going to have to win tonight. Absolutely. David, you talked about the, the 90 race schedule, um, and, and I think Brad mentioned running multiple nights per week. For, for maybe some of the new fans here, maybe some of the pavement fans that have come out to their wor first World of Outlaw race, talk about the lifestyle away from, <laughs> away from the racetrack. <laughs> I mean, you guys are on the road a lot. Yeah, there's just nothing normal about it because uh, <laughs> one week we're a weekend racer and then the next week we're racing four or five times in a week. So, um, for example, we started in, in PA on Friday and Saturday, had to travel up to New York on a Sunday, rained out. Uh, then we had to trek back down to uh, New Jersey on a Tuesday. And then we were in Charlotte on Friday and Saturday. And then we had to truck to uh, Indiana on Monday. So, uh, and then we came here Tuesday night, I think we got in, so. And when you say trucking, you're, you're literally trucking. There's no <laughs> flying planes. <in. laughs> yeah, I, I was able to take one plane ride in that whole deal, but uh, most of it was in the truck uh, with the team. So it's one of those things. It's a lot of hours up and down the road, and uh, I feel like that's why Donnie Schatz has an edge on us every once in a while because he's got his own plane and gets to fly everywhere. So it's definitely a benefit for him. But uh, just to stay fresher, as Brad said before, uh, it's hard to stay fresh uh, in July and August and, and stuff like that. It's like once you get to Knoxville, it's kind of downhill from there. But uh, to get to Knoxville is definitely really tough. Uh, the summer months are very, very hot. And uh, it seems like from Peavely uh, for the Ironman and then to Knoxville, it's, uh, it's wide open leading up to then. So it's uh, definitely a tough schedule, but it separates the men from the boys for sure. Brad, you're one of the guys I – Throughout the night, like I watch you on your four-wheeler, you jump and you know, you're out there. You're always, you know, either in between heats or dash or whatever. You're out there and you're right on the racetrack and you're actually feeling the dirt. Looking, what are you looking for? Yeah, I mean, uh, that goes back to experience. Just you know, uh, all the different you know racetracks and years that we've been doing it. Uh, you just are looking for you know where the grip is, uh, things that you can't see maybe from the grandstands or from the pits, or you might see a guy uh, you know in the last heat race or do something different. So. You're just trying to get out there to see, you know, where the moisture's at, how slick it's getting, uh, really just, is it getting dusty, is it getting cleaned up, you know, just kind of looking at the cushion, looking at all the different things, and uh, it really helps you, I think, kind of fine-tune that, make that last second, you know, decision, because 
um, you know, it just you get out there and you can say, okay, it looks like the track's really gonna slick off here. It's really gonna break and and be slick. So, uh, you know, I just feel like you gotta you gotta be like 100% all in all night, and uh, that's that's the only way to make the best decisions. Well, Brad and David, we always appreciate your time. Um, I think Brad, we have your boss coming up okay. next. Uh, so we wish you guys the best of luck. We're going to take a quick break, and James McFadden, sorry, <laughs> fill in for Casey Kane. And Casey Kane, former NASCAR star himself, will be joining us next. Thank you. Red Brand Fence, safe, durable, dependable, and long-lasting. Whether it's keeping horses, cattle, and livestock in or stopping predators, Red Brand is the best fence money can buy. Each inch of the woven wire is inspected for top quality before it's crowned with the trademark red top wire. Red Brand Fence, the most trusted name in agriculture, residential, and commercial fence for over a century. For more information, go to redbrand.com. Sage Fruit is a high-quality grower, packer, and shipper of Washington State apples, pears, and cherries. Sage Fruit believes in sprint car racing as a proud sponsor of sprint cars for the past 16 years and a partner of Wing Nation for the past four years. We love sprint car racing, and we're there for our sprint car fans. Sage Fruit works hard to deliver an exceptional eating experience. We value our relationship with sprint car fans and appreciate your continued support of Sage Fruit. Ask for Sage Fruit at your local grocer. Back to the World of Outlaws Music City Nationals at Fairground Speedway, Nashville. Wings Nation, presented by Red Brand Fence. Here are Ray and Aaron Evernham. Welcome back, everyone. We got a nice little crowd joining us now. Thank you guys for coming out. Joining us now, we have Casey Kane, who's uh, trying to figure out his headset right now. Uh, former NASCAR star, sprint car star, and alongside him is James McFadden, who is filling in for Casey while he's on a little uh, little break. So, how you guys doing? I'm doing good, yeah. It's good to <laughs> good to be here. Try this, uh, watch these guys race, and uh, see how the show goes. I think it'll be pretty pretty entertaining. Yeah, for sure. Casey, first and foremost, uh, how are you feeling? You had a, a pretty bad wreck a few few weeks back. Now, how are you, how's your health? Uh, it's getting better. Uh, sometimes it takes a little while, and on this this occasion, it is. But yeah, that was like it's about eight eight nine weeks ago now. So oh, it's wow. it's been a while. But yeah, it's still have a month or two months to go still so it just uh depends how fast you heal uh james is filling in in the uh, wicked energy car and uh, it's been it's been cool last week with charlotte uh was the first race that we ran uh together james driving and uh, he, he did a really good job 10th and second so uh yeah off to a good start awesome hey man it, it's good to see you uh, you know we, we were talking before you know you and i have had such a great history and we had a great run together and we were just talking a little bit about the incredible amount of races that you ran and won in a short period of time you know you're one of the there's a short list of guys that have won multiple events on all three series you know cup xfinity truck and you drive the wheels off of, off a sprint car too and it, it's just so nice to see you working so hard to keep things going and and supporting the grassroots and being here uh, in nashville because this is a really 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 big deal to him so hat, hats off to you and it's it's always great to see you but i gotta ask you as a car owner now <laughs> do you know a little bit about what we were going through trying to get everything ready <laughs> yeah i've been i've been learning that since uh right after i think I, I raced with you i think i learned more and more about that every year but i was actually telling james a lot of our stories uh we drove here from from charlotte this morning and six hour drive so i was James was kind of asking how I got going into Cup and uh, the Bush Series at the time, and then Cup with with Ray Evernham and stuff, and that was uh, Dodge. So I explained a lot to James. He didn't know all those stories, and it was fun to think back and 
um, you know, think of some of those memories and things that we did together because you don't, I don't really think of that stuff all the time, but when I get to it, it was a, a great part of my racing career for sure. Absolutely. So, James, you've had a, a ton of success in Australia. You've won the Australian title, the World Se Series Championship. What is it like to get a call from Casey Kane to ask him to fill in in, in his car, his personal car? Uh, obviously, pretty cool. Uh, the nine car is, is probably one of the most famous sprint cars, you know, in the world. And, uh, and yeah, to get that call was unfortunate circumstances, obviously, yeah. but um, still, still a really cool opportunity for me. And, um, you know, he could put anyone in it from America and, and to, to be able to put me in it was, yeah, it was awesome. It's, uh, it's been a good, fun time so far. And, and, you know, I've driven Casey's car a couple of times before and we become friends. So it's, yeah, it's just a cool opportunity. And uh, I think this will be the most outlaw shows I've ever raced in a, in a season. So I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Now, this track seems, I mean, no one knows. It's a big unknown until you guys get out there, but kind of like a track you might see in Australia. Yeah, pretty close. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we, I'm trying to put similarities uh, with it, but, you know, it's a little skinnier than, than we run, but yeah. it should be really cool. It's, it's cool because it's new. It's new for everybody, and no one has any notes on it or how to go fast. So, yeah, I think, uh, I think it should be a really good night. I'm looking forward to a, a challenge and a, and a different racetrack. It looks like a challenge, <laughs> looking at it. <laughs> we were standing out there looking at it before, and, you know, it, it, is, it is different. It's got some up and down, but it, it looks like it could be It could be a guy, if it figures that out, could be pretty racy there. Yeah, I'd say. Hope so. Hope so, yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. and you guys are hoping that you'd be the guys to figure it out. But, but James, from, you know, com coming from Australia, and, and you've raced quite a bit here in the States now, um, is there a is there a huge speed difference uh, with some of the tracks that you would run here, like a like a Knoxville and Eldora, compared to some of the tracks that you run in Australia? Oh, definitely. Uh, so I, I grew up basically racing tracks this size, quarter mile stuff, and you know even when I qualified Casey's car there at, at Charlotte, I turned it in halfway down the back straight, way too early because <laughs> it's just something you know you don't lock your elbows in, you're more elbows up style racing at home, and it it takes you. A few heat races, like I come in, I said, the car's fine, I've just got to work out what I'm doing with my hands. So, yeah, it's definitely, I remember the first few times I come over, it was a big, big eye-opening experience. We come off winning probably 20 races a year at home to here, struggling to go down the straightaway without doing zigzags. So, it's definitely, definitely taken a little bit to get used to, and, and uh, it's, it's cool. It's just a different aspect of driving and, and a fun one. Casey, everyone knows that one of your passions is sprint car racing. You raced them a long time ago, went through Cup, started your own team, have been back racing them. How neat is it for you to see the world of outlaw sprint car racing kind of be on the incline? We're getting some bigger purses. We're going to new venues, big cities. How cool is that for you as a, as a person who's passionate about it but as, as a car owner? Yeah, I mean, I've, I've always been really passionate about it for sure and loved when the outlaws came to town in, uh, in Washington State. We'd go watch them, we'd follow them through Oregon and California and just, you know, try to, I'd keep following them further, but my parents, you know, wouldn't let us, so we had to go back home. But yeah, I just, I've always had a really passion for this type of racing and enjoyed watching it. I love that it's still growing. Um, I feel like the, the series is strong right now coming to Nashville and uh, the fans that'll be here tonight to get to see the event. Um, you know, I think it's just, they, they're trying to build it up still and, and that's really cool to be part of that. I love owning the sprint cars, having whether it's one team, two teams, we've had three at times uh, to give, you know, try to give drivers great opportunity to win, um, mechanics, uh, just kind of the, the whole thing. It's, uh, it means a lot to me, so yeah, to be part of that's been, been a lot of fun over the years.
Casey, how involved are you in uh, the day-to-day -day stuff with your team? Like when you're here at the track, how involved are you when the cars come off the track when you're talking about setup changes? How involved are you in all that? Uh, I've been really involved over the years. The, the problem was I didn't race for so long, so I would, um, didn't, wasn't able to keep up quite like I needed to to be um, more involved than what I was, but I've always talked to them, keep them motivated. Uh, wonder and ask kind of what they're doing, the things that are going on. And uh, so, yeah, so I, I've followed through with that for a long time. And now driving at the start of this year, I ran 10 races. Um, I was learning a lot. I felt like I was getting, you know, better each race, trying to understand the cars again from a driving standpoint and working on them on kind of what you need or what I needed to, to go fast. And um, so I think that helps with sitting out for a while now. It helps, you know, working with the nine or working with Brad Sweet, the 49 guys as well. Okay, I'm, I'm back. I'm used to one on. Well, uh, come on, give me a break. Because when I talked to Casey in the past, I used to have to reach up on my headset, uh, you know, for the button from Fit Road. But what I, what I was going to ask is running this close to the city, I mean, we're a mile and a half from, from downtown. And I talked to a lot of the guys who don't really get to run this close to a major city. How important is it to, to get the fans here and, and to be in Nashville, some of the country music stars coming over? And how important is that to the world of Outlaws for guys like you to find corporate sponsorship and get people involved? I think it's important for the Outlaws. It's important for our teams, for our drivers, um, all of that stuff. And it's also important that we put on a good show tonight and tomorrow night so that the fans enjoy it. Some of the fans that hadn't maybe seen the Outlaws before get to see a great show and want to come back, whether it's next year or, or chase them to a, another state or another racetrack and, and follow it that way. Um, so, yeah, I think being this close to, to the city, Nashville's, which is one of the best cities that I think I go to each year to, to <laughs> hang out and enjoy. Um, You've been hanging out I, on, Bro on Broadway a little bit, have you? Not yet. I plan <laughs> on maybe tomorrow night. But I have – I came down here this winter and spent a few days here. So <laughs> it's, a, it's a neat city. Um, but, yeah, hopefully it's a great show and, and we keep, keep building it. James, you've had some great opportunities. You've worked with Joe Gertie, uh, many others along the way. But – how cool is it to work with Brad Sweet and, and Casey and to pick their brains uh, night in and night out? Oh, it's, it's huge. Um, you know, obviously, Brad's at the top of his game right now. And, um, you know, to hang out, I hung out with him there at the Nationals this year. And it was pretty cool to watch Brad in the zone and, and watch how he was focused on winning. At, you know, it just, it was, it was really cool. And then, obviously, to work in their shop and, and see how it's done on, on that such a big professional level and... Um, yeah, it's been really cool. Like I said, I've, like you said, I've, I've driven for some really cool guys like Joe Gertie and and that, and then and then to to step to this level has just been pretty incredible to watch how they all work and how it's organised, and it's definitely changed my perspective on how I can make things better at home. So, do you guys have a plan on how many races you're going to run in the nine car, or is it kind of play it by year, play it by your health? Yeah, I mean, I when I when I started talking to James about it, it was just run through the Jackson Nationals, which is the end of, end of June. And then I, I have another uh, doctor's appointment then to see where I'm at. And then if I'm not ready, then he'll run through the Knoxville Nationals. And um, at that point, he needs to go home. He has stuff back in Australia. And we'll finish off the year on our end, end here. But yeah, so it's either gonna, I'll either get back in in July, early July, or else it'll be you know after August. Awesome. And James will run until then. Casey, your cars are, are fast. You, you run a great organization, but you're also uh, also a leader in a lot of the safety developments and things with some of the sprint cars. Uh, how do you see that 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 going? And are you still involved in a lot of those projects? Yeah, I've you know I've always thought a lot about that, and I feel that that's a big part of you know sprint car racing can be dangerous 
um, for sure. All types of racing can, but, you know, sprint cars can as well. And so just to be as prepared um, from a driver's standpoint, from a car standpoint, and we look at everything to, uh, even from IREC uh, a couple months ago, we've improved a couple little things on the cars that, that could definitely be better, and we didn't know until it happened. So uh, always learning to, you know, to try to make, make that stuff better because – um, it's usually it's the freak accidents and things that, that can hurt you. So uh, hopefully our, our cars are as safe as they can be right now. And as we learn more, we'll, we'll keep adding to it. Well, I just love the way that when you guys find something that you share it w with the rest of the guys and, and really go into what happened and why and put that stuff out there because it's helping keep a lot of the other guys safe as well. Yeah, and I think, you know, Darren Pittman does a lot uh, with the Outlaws, and, and he raced for us for so long. Um, and he'd still be racing for us this year if I was was doing NASCAR. So he's a, you know, he's a big big ad advocate to that as well. So we've you know kind of built that relationship. And he he looks at the tracks, tries to help with a lot of the race tracks and things that are, are at track. Um, he's asked me a lot about kind of what we're doing as well now. So yeah, he's a, he's behind a lot of that as well. James, the, the competition level in Australia, I haven't been there in out of 15 years, but uh, I keep up with it, and it's gone, it's gotten crazy too. How does it compare racing, though, over here with the Outlaws versus racing back home? Um, I think there's a lot of similarities. Um, you know, obviously, 15 years ago when, when <laughs> Americans come over, <laughs> you know, they'd kick our butts. Re they would, every, every weekend, we'd, uh, an American would win a race and we'd be fifth. It'd be top five Americans. But now, you know, I think, our car quality and um, you know and drivers there's a lot more Australian drivers like Ian and Kerry and Jamie Veal and guys like that that come over here and race a lot and uh, so our, our whole competition level has stepped up um, it's just it's just a different style of racing over here it's it's so much more intense from the moment you you know the moment you hit the track for hot laps till the end of the A main is is a lot more intense than home um, I think I think it's just as hard to win a race. It's just harder to get yourself in a position to win a race over here than, than gotcha. what it is at home. So, yeah, it's and we race probably I race the same ten tracks for the last ten years at home. So you kind of get used to what the track's going to do and how it's going to do it. Where here you basically, I think our swing for this uh, for this month I haven't really raced at any of them but Knoxville. So <laughs> you got to learn you got to learn the tracks as quick as you can. Nobody's raced here, so that's yeah, good. yeah, yeah that's right. We're, we're <laughs> all on the same level good. here. When you mention how hard it is to, to get yourself in a position to win here, is that a difference in how the series sets up the night where qualifying is so important versus maybe how they do things in Australia? Yeah, I, th I think so. Um, and I just think the Outlaws are, are so good at adapting as quick as they can and, and you know, getting on the, the cars are going to be right just about every time they hit the track. The drivers are right. They just they race, race so much and race at so many different venues that they've seen something similar. Um, yeah, I think that's what it is. You know, we, we have a two-heat race format at home, and you can kind of race your way back in points by the end of it, but the same guys, no matter what the format is, still finish up the front. So it's it doesn't matter how you get to that position. You've just got to do the best job you can to get there. Absolutely. Well, Casey, we wish you uh, the best of luck with All your right. health and uh, enjoy yourself tonight. James, good luck. Have fun. Thank you. Thank Appreciate you guys it. for both coming on. Yeah, Thanks thank you guys for having Take us. Take care, guys. All right, we're going to grab another quick break. When we come back, Richard Marshall, owner of the Stenhouse oh, Junior night. Marshall number 17, as well as an IndyCar owner, USAC owner, he'll be back when we come back from the break. Red Brand Fence, the most durable, dependable, and safest fence in the world. Top horse farms use Red Brand Fence to safeguard their equine investments. 
cattlemen install it to ensure their cattle are safe, racetracks around the world use it to protect spectators, fans, and crews. For over a century, Red Brand's quality has been used internationally for countless uses. Red Brand Fence, the most trusted name in fence. Explore our products at redbrand.com. Instilled with Drydeen's heritage of performance, Drydeen Diesel All Def is built for the demands of today's diesel engines. Drydeen Diesel All Def is perfect for owners and operators of on-road and off-road diesel trucks and cars that now require diesel exhaust fluid. Drydeen, official motor oil and official diesel exhaust fluid of the world of outlaws and wheelmen everywhere. And as always, American-owned and operated. Visit drydeen.com for more information. Back to the World of Outlaws Music City Nationals at Fairground Speedway, Nashville. Wings Nation, presented by Red Brand Fence. Here are Ray and Aaron Evernham. Welcome back, everyone. Thanks for coming out and, and joining us or tuning in on Facebook Live or on MRN.com. Joining us now on the stage is a, a good friend of mine and, and Ray's, Richard Marshall. He is a owner of an outlaw team, owner of a USAC team, owner of an IndyCar team. Uh, how are you doing, Richard? Pretty busy. I'm doing great. I got a uh, nice cold NOS on this uh, hot day. <laughs> I'm just glad to be here and feel the excitement in the air for this new venue. So. And Richard, I, you know, we, we obviously we're friends. We run around each other and have dinner and all kind of stuff. But yeah. you know, I'm the co-host on this show. But did you notice coming back? They met. They said Ray and Aaron Evernham. I think I got a promotion. <laughs> what do you think? You know. Oh, well, gosh. Uh, he's just surprised that we're not we're not fighting. But. <laughs> you know, th thanks for coming on because you're one of the guys I want to talk to. You know, it is so important what's going on in grassroots racing. And as Aaron was saying, you have been a huge driving force behind all types of open wheel racing all the way to finally, you know, and congratulations for uh, a 16th place finish with Pippa Man at Indianapolis. Thank you. Awesome job. Yeah. But, but what you're doing corporate sponsor-wise, how important is it to continue a uh, corporate sponsorship to continue the growth of open wheel racing? And, and why is it such a why is it such a good deal for a sponsor to be involved here? Well, it's like any sport nowadays. You, sponsorship drives everything, and, and this sport has gotten expensive. Uh, we race 92 dates coast to coast, uh, arguably the most uh, grueling um, schedule in motorsports, and that takes money. Um, the, the, the really cool thing is this venue is, is growing so rapidly, and we're fortunate to have NOS Energy, for example, on our car, uh, sponsoring the this, this series in the form of a major uh, brand. And people are noticing that. Um, not only are they seeing the ROI on it, people are seeing them uh, get the momentum that, that every sponsor wants. Um, at the end of the day, every sponsor has got to have a return on their investment in some way. So. Absolutely. Richard, you talk about the, the financial part of it, but you can't do this without a true love for the sport. Where does your love for open wheel and grassroots racing come from? I, I cuss my uh, uncle all the time. <laughs> God rest his soul. I, I, I grew up with a family uh, team, the original World of Outlaws in the 70s, and traveling with them and helping with the car when I was a kid and a teenager. And uh, yeah, it, it got in my blood and it, I can't get, get away from it. But uh, it, is, it is one of my true passions. I, I, uh, any day at a racetrack is, is a joy to me, so. And how do, you, how do you choose where you and your wife, Jennifer, who wouldn't come on the show with you, I just have to make notes. <laughs> <laughs> how do you guys choose which races you're gonna attend? Because some nights you've got cars all racing all over the country. 
Yeah, it, it's a juggling act. I think uh, I counted 170 races we had on our schedule last year between the, the midgets and sprint cars and and uh, World of Outlaws. So uh, it, it's um, it's a trick sometimes, I'll be honest with you. But we still make, regardless, all the marquee events, the nationals. Um, this is a, a wonderful event to uh, attend for the first time. It was on our list at the beginning of the season when they announced it. Obviously, the nationals, uh, we'll, we'll make the midget week. Uh, in Indiana and stuff like that. So there's there's cornerstone events that, that yeah. stay on the calendar, and we mix it up beyond that. I did see that you guys were sneaking the uh, the outlaw race at the Indy 500 banquet. Now, that was pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, I forgot that went out, yeah. <laughs> well, luckily, we got seated at the banquet in a back uh, table yeah, on the end, so it, it wasn't as socially unacceptable as it might have looked from a distance. So. <laughs> I thought it was great. Black tie dinner, and we've got... We, we've got um, dirt vision going on the table, so. Hey, you know, I know you were out uh, around town last night, but what, are you pleasantly surprised, like the dirt fans that, you know, this place is, is, is about sold out. You know, people are, are coming from all over. The dirt fans here in Nashville are showing up to see the World of Outlaws wing cars. It's remarkable, it, and we feel the energy all the time at, at not only new venues like this, but week in, week out, you feel, if you've been around the sport a while, you feel the growing energy. Um, the, 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 we've been to so many races where I look up, and I, I spend time in the stands a lot on purpose because I want to see what people are looking at, listening to, enjoying. So many times I've seen nobody sit down the whole race. And, I mean, how many sporting events do you go to where you see that? Not many. So, well, Richard, thank you so much for joining us. Yeah. Thank you for your friendship. Thank you for all you do for the sport of sprint car thank racing and, and really all forms of racing. Uh, we wish you the best yeah. luck this weekend. Thanks to yeah. NOS Energy yeah. for uh, allowing this to, to happen for us as well. Thank you, guys. Well, have that. Go ahead and we'll mix a little big machine vodka up with that later <laughs> like we did last <laughs> night so we'll all get through the night. Oh, <laughs> thank you, guys. Yeah. Awesome. We're going to step away, take a quick break. When we come back, some special guests joining us next. Red Brand Fence, safe, durable, dependable, and long-lasting. Whether it's keeping horses, cattle, and livestock in or stopping predators, Red Brand is the best fence money can buy. Each inch of the woven wire is inspected for top quality before it's crowned with the trademark Red Top Wire. Red Brand Fence, the most trusted name in agriculture, residential, and commercial fence for over a century. For more information, go to redbrand.com. Sage Fruit is a high-quality grower, packer, and shipper of Washington State apples, pears, and cherries. Sage Fruit believes in sprint car racing as a proud sponsor of sprint cars for the past 16 years and a partner of Wing Nation for the past four years. We love sprint car racing, and we're there for our sprint car fans. Sage Fruit works hard to deliver an exceptional eating experience. We value our relationship with sprint car fans and appreciate your continued support of Sage Fruit. Ask for Sage Fruit at your local grocer. Back to the World of Outlaws Music City Nationals at Fairground Speedway, Nashville. Wings Nation, presented by Red Brand Fence. Here are Ray and Aaron Evernham. Welcome back, everyone. I mentioned some special guests that. coming up. We have general manager of the F Nashville Fairground Speedway, Tony Formosa, and country music star, Tim Duggar, who's going to be doing some uh, some concerts for us here. How you guys doing? Good, good. Glad to be here. Tony, what were your thoughts when they first came to you with this idea of putting dirt on the fairgrounds <laughs> <laughs> well I had to think about it a little bit and yeah. um, 
you know, we, 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 we talked about it and we looked at the safety end of it as first off and, and um, you know, it, it all came together and, uh, you know, um, it, it's, it's going to be a really, really neat deal. I mean, we had, uh, we had a packed house last week and a lot of action pack racing and this week it's going to be really good. So first off, I want to, I, I want to welcome you guys to the Nashville, Tennessee and, and, and to the historic fairground speedways. Uh, this speedway has uh, some of the richest history in the world, if not the richest history in the world. So. Absolutely. Well, I appreciate that. You know that I love this place. I've been here a couple times. And, and I'm going to tell you right now, this, this is one of the hardest working guys in motorsports. He works really hard to keep this place neat, clean, and keep it open. Uh, and uh, we've done a couple of TV shows and, and, and things from here and, and just had a, had a blast. And you're right about the history. You know, one of my favorite artists, Marty Robbins, you know we've been here a couple oh, yeah. times doing some oh, stuff. Oh yeah, and, and he the, raced the, here, right? In the, in, the, in the in the car that you you got, and uh, uh, when Ray got the Marty Robbins car, he stopped down here after he picked it up uh, uh, up in the country, uh, a little bit south of here, and uh, we saw it on the trailer, and I was like, Ray, you got your work cut out. But <laughs> when he got when he got it done, it was just phenomenal, and. Uh, uh, I see the car a lot. Scott Boschetta brings it over for uh, special uh, events and whatnot and uh, did a fantastic job on it. I just wanted to make a couple laps. I'll, talk, it, so. we'll, I'll call Scott. We'll get over here, Tony. Yeah, Because sure. you know your way around here. Oh, well, you know your well, way around here. I started racing here in uh, 1969 when I was 14 years old. My dad was one of the early pioneers that started racing right here at this, uh, at this facility. And uh, back then, it was a uh, one-mile dirt track. And a lot of people don't know that, but... Uh, uh, this is uh, what's really cool about the dirt here. It's just the first dirt race that has been held on these grounds oh, wow. since 1957. So um, I think that's pretty cool that and, and, and all the fans getting to come here and see the historic, you know, the legendary fairground speedways. Uh, um, there's a lot to do in this city and there's a lot to see at this facility. Absolutely. Tim, you're, you're a country music rock star, but we <laughs> see you. At Far from that now. <laughs> come on now. <laughs> We see you at racetracks all over the country, NASCAR tracks, dirt tracks. Um, where does your love for racing, and why is it so important to you to play at these, these racetracks? Well, I, uh, I grew up a big racing fan. Uh, I didn't grow up watching sprint cars much in, in Alabama, but I uh, watched a lot of late model racing and, of course, NASCAR. And uh, one of my heroes is a guy named Richard Childress, and he kind of uh, got me into playing races a long time ago. And I've been lucky enough to play uh, – pretty much about every NASCAR track and really have enjoyed doing that and uh, signed with Curb Records and Mike Curb's a big, uh, big uh, racing fan and, and supporter and um, so doing that kind of led me and then a couple years ago I got a call from a guy named Brian Clawson wanting me to come out and do the Chili Bowl and uh, him and Stenhouse and once I did that I was like Oh, Lord, I've, I, I've been missing it all. This is where it's at. Well, you didn't so. get locked up that night? No. No, but I, I've, I've got some good Chili Bowl stories. Uh, you know, got to play the Knoxville Nationals last year, then went out to Placerville to, for, for Brad's uh, celebratory uh, concert and party. Um, so it's, uh, it's been really great. I mean, the, the racing community and the fans are, are, are awesome. I, I think <clears throat> racing, I'd rather play races than to play anywhere else it's it's so much fun and uh i've been ex so excited i love this racetrack and you know try to try to push it and support it every every chance i get and this is i think is a really great start uh uh a step in the right direction of hopefully more to come here you know t today we got to go over the country music hall of fame uh, amazing so if you're anybody's video you know uh, visiting please go over there it's just a, a amazing trip through and 
looking at a lot of different things went into the song writers uh deal and you know inspiration and whatnot so i was just wondering you know how for your album beer on a boat but you know what was there a special inspiration <laughs> inspiration there I was like, that, a, I was like, that a day on the lake i like drinking beer on percy priest uh, a lot you do not. <laughs> uh but uh you know i'm jealous about this marty robbins car uh, first of all i i, I want to see that one day my dad was a long distance truck driver and my dad would come home with lefty frizzell marty robbins merle haggard all these cassette tapes from where he bought so much shell oil that they give you like a cassette every time you bought uh, oil, and I'd, I'd go through those and Red Soul Vine, a lot of a lot of good story songs, and so that's kind of inspired me. I, I, I like writing songs about real life, and uh, my life is pretty good when I get to play right. I get to drink beer and watch racing and play a little music. That's, that's Be a sprint perfect. car, beer on a sprint car. Yeah, album coming. There, there you go. You go. <laughs> Tony, what was it? What has it been like the last few weeks? Uh, bringing that dirt. How much dirt or clay did you? How many loads did you have to put on that track? Close to two hundred, and wow. and they were predicting somewhere to three or four hundred uh, truckloads. And and basically, what happened was back in January when we first started talking about this, Tom Deary brought a brought a, a specimen, a sample of dirt in. It was just black dirt, and he said, "This is really good dirt right here," and. Uh, and, and the good part about it was the, the dirt was just coming from a few miles uh, from, from the speedway. And then something happened. It was the same dirt that they used for the motocross and the monster truck races. They had to mix some sand and uh, I think some sawdust in it because of uh, uh, something that happened to the dirt and uh, it wasn't packing right. So they had to bring the dirt in from 40 miles north of here. And uh, so uh, uh, when, when they first started putting it down, I was like, and uh, but but it, it's been really been really cool. It's been a great experience uh, meeting the dirt people and uh, getting involved with them. The the promotions and all the special events that they have, um, it's it's really neat. And for the local people that come here to watch our shows, you know, we we do ten or eleven asphalt races a year here. Um, it's going to be a real experience for these people to see sprint cars race for the first time. I got to tell you, I raced religiously here for 43 years and I went to West Memphis Arkansas to a track called Gumbo uh, Gumball in West Memphis Arkansas in 1977 it's the first time I really got close to a, a sprint car and watched them and, and it, it, it just make the hair stand up on the back of your neck but uh, these guys are, are, are top of the line top notch um, I can't wait to see it you know uh, it's, it's just uh, it's amazing and I think that the people that come here and watch our our local events are just really going to be blown away with it. Awesome. Well, Tony, we appreciate you facilitating this event, hosting us. Um, we look forward to it. Hopefully, this is the first of many to come. Tim, thank you for joining us. Uh, everyone, he's having a pre-race or a post-race concert yeah. tonight, and then another one in the midway tomorrow yeah. afternoon. Are y'all so ready to party? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, thank you guys for for joining us. Uh, Ray, what are your, your last thoughts? We're uh, a few minutes away from hot laps on a track that no one's ever been oh on. Oh, man, I, I cannot wait to, to see these things going around here and watching those guys make the changes. Like I said, they get three or four hot laps. they got to figure out, and they got to go. And I'm just still sitting here thinking when Tony said he raced religiously. I'm like, now, does that mean he wasn't cussing? Because <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> religiously, I don't know. You I'm know you I know you, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but no, Aaron, I, I, I can't wait. Absolutely. Um, you have a pick? Oh, no way. There's no way, you know, for <laughs> I, there's no way you can, because I'm going to tell you, you know, you, you listen to Shane Stewart and those guys talking about how close these cars are and how competitive they are, and a tenth and a half of a second 
could make you first the 15th. There's wow. no way I'm making a pick. Absolutely. Well, me either. I, I put you on the hot seat. Well, we've got a list of people to thank. Uh, first and foremost, Red Brand Friends, the Nashville Fairgrounds for hosting us, the World of Outlaws. Um, we've got Craig Moore back here producing, my co-host Ray Evernham. Um, we got Daryl back in the studio at MRN in Concord. And we have to thank Sheldon Hodenshield, Shane Stewart, Brad Sweet, James McFadden, Casey Kane, Tony, Tim Duggar, Richard Marshall, and David Gravel. And most importantly, we have to thank all the fans for tuning in on Facebook Live. Oh, and how could I forget? We got it. Frank Beers has been holding the phone the entire time for you Facebook Live fans. So thank you, everyone. Thank you, all you fans here joining us. Come on in tomorrow and listen to us again. You've been listening to Winged Nation, presented by Red Brand Fence from the World of Outlaws Music City Nationals at Fairground Speedway, Nashville. For more sprint car news, information, and interviews, follow Winged Nation on Facebook or Twitter, or go to wingednation.com. Winged Nation, presented by Red Brand Fence, live from the World of Outlaws Music City Nationals, has been a production of the Motor Racing Network. All rights reserved. Buying a house can feel like you're going 200 miles per hour in bumper-to-bumper traffic with a dirty windshield and the sun in your eyes. Ruoff Mortgage has the technology, expert staff, and resources to simplify the process while speeding up the time it takes to get clear to close. So while getting a loan can seem intimidating, Ruoff Mortgage will have you opening the door to your new home fast and stress-free. Visit Ruoff.com to learn more. That's Ruoff.com.